From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. We're on air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Mostly sunny, pretty great today. How are we doing? We're doing good. Well, Except uh, for I spilled some red jelly all over my white shirt today. So You know what? I spilled coffee all over my favorite <laughs> shirt the other day. And I got so upset with myself. Yeah. My own you fault. You haven't been the same. My own fault. That was fault. a lot of coffee. But I don't put the lid on because I like it. I don't like drinking the coffee out of that lid with the hole because I think, A, I'm going to burn myself. Or, B, the hole's too small for the amount of coffee I want to get in one sip. Where, so how did you spill it on you? Were you in the car? I was in the car. Well, the, that is just you're asking for it. Coffee, no lid in the car? Yep. I was, I was basically <laughs> praying to the gods, uh, you know what? Might as well just mess up my favorite white shirt. Yeah. Let's see what you got. <laughs> it, has, it has like uh, brass buttons on. It was like my dressy, dressy white shirt. What'd you do with it? Did you try to get the stain out? It's still gone. But you know what? Every time I send something to the dry cleaners, it comes back worse. Like it shrinks a little bit or yeah. yeah like you're, just, you're not supposed to dry clean. Right. You're not supposed to dry clean. You're supposed to not. Well, how do you wash something that says dry clean only? You try not to get it dirty, but the more you dry clean it, the worse it gets. You have to wash it at some point. Wait, so I steam a lot of stuff. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my close friends call me Stanley. But isn't that what the dry cleaners do? Don't they steam it? Or I think they do more things to it. Chemicals. Interesting. Chemicals. Anyway, let's not digress. All right. Stanley Steamer here. <laughs> um, oh. Right, yeah, I saw you. I saw yeah, your wheels turn in there. Cleaner. Yeah, like. <gasps> Let me grab Allie in LA. Allie, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Super good. So you're a bridesmaid for your friend's wedding? Yeah. You know, one of my best high school girlfriends is getting married. Um, and I'm so excited and honored to be a part of her day. She's always been this, like, really creative, unique soul. Um, and so I knew that when it came time to her big day, her fashion and the, you know, venue and everything were going to be a little avant-garde, to say the least. Um, so I knew that about her kind of going into it. Uh, but when we went through the bridesmaid dress selection, you know, she has a ton of, you know, great friends that she's met in college and through, you know, um, work and stuff like that. And they're all gorgeous. Yeah. She picked a great style for them, yeah. but not really for me. Um, the dress is really sheer in a lot of places. I don't want it to be sheer. It's low cut. Um, you know, it just is not, it's not my style. I can see how it's her style, but I feel really, truthfully, just like really uncomfortable with it. And I don't know. All the other girls in the text chain seem to be okay so with it. They right. love it. Right. Yeah. Right. But I just feel a little left out, so yeah. I just need some advice on it. Well, Sissy, what do you think? Oh man, I, mean, I think she's got a she's got a point. You know, if she's it uncomfortable, she shouldn't have to wear it. It is a bummer that she didn't take into consideration all of your guys' taste a little bit. Because when I did my bridesmaids dresses, they were essentially all the same, but you could alter them completely different to each girl. So if one girl wanted to have mm -hmm. her shoulders covered, she could do that with the dress. Right. If one girl wanted to be strapless, she could have it be strapless, but essentially it was the same dress. So I think you just have to be honest with her and tell her, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable wearing this all night. And I know that I'm not trying to like cause problems or anything, but is there a way 
that I could have an alternate dress. Yeah, or, is, there I don't a, know, is there a solution? Is there a solution to me not being uncomfortable? And I got to stand up yeah. there in front of all those people. And I love you. And, and if she's a good friend, she'll say, of course, we'll figure something out. I think so, too. And I totally understand because if I was uncomfortable in a dress, I didn't. I wouldn't want like my boobs all hanging out and like right. feeling it's like a mm-hmm. you know you're in front of all these people like she needs to take that into consideration if she's a really good so, friend ali i do believe look you're her bridesmaid you guys are close you can have a close conversation like this i think she's going to be more than willing to want to find a solution that's comfortable mm-hmm. for you um so go get go get that conversation done and happy marriage to her yeah and sooner the better yeah, thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. I'll definitely have this conversation with her. Okay, great. I mean, listen, we are the station for expert marriage <laughs> advice and wedding advice. I mean, how did it become that? I don't know. That's right. Considering you're the only one that's married. Call us the not FM. <laughs> oh, the not FM. I just got it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, like what? Knot. Like what? The not uh... FM? The AM? Let's get to your morning hack and your quote of the day. This was posted in a Facebook group and went viral. The kids were home from school a few hours before the parents got home from work. The parents left them a note that said, quote, unload the dishwasher and take a pick, then walk the dog and take a pick. When you get the picks, we'll tell you where the Xbox power cord is. So basically they documented images of them doing all their chores and then they get you, you get so your Xbox good. back. That's really good. I like that. So the that power hack. cord was taken away. The Xbox lives there. Power cord's taken away. And it, <laughs> it's so a good. really good trick. I would never have thought of that. So documenting with pictures and then take away uh, the the plug, the the cord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want. If you want to do that to your right. kid. Right. Or unhook the Wi-Fi. One or the mm-hmm. other. Today's quote. Every day we have one. You can't change anyone. So either change your expectations of them. Or change who is in your life. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Let's get to the headlines, Disney. What do you have? Well, Beyonce and Billie Eilish can add Oscar nominee to their resumes. Both are first-time nominees for Best Original Song at this year's Academy Awards. Beyonce is up for Be Alive from King Richard. Billie Eilish is up for No Time to Die from the Bond movie of the same name. The 94th Oscars will be Sunday, March 27th, and the host is TBD. California will end its indoor masking requirement for vaccinated people next week, but masks are still going to be required for school children. After February 15th, unvaccinated people still will be required to be masked indoors, and everyone vaccinated or not will have to wear masks in higher-risk areas like public transit and nursing homes. Local governments can continue their own indoor masking requirements, and last week, Los Angeles County's health officials said they intend to keep theirs in place beyond the state deadline. Fans who get their COVID-19 vaccines at the Los Angeles Convention Center during the Super Bowl experience will get free tickets to the interactive football theme park. The NFL experience will be open to the public again from Thursday to Saturday. Tickets are being sold for $40, but kids 12 and under are free. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Bridget and Buena Park. Bridget, thank you for calling this morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well, thanks. So tell me about your husband and what we can do for you. Um, I just wanted to add, I was listening. um, I actually just caught the very end of it, but I was listening in and I wanted to add. uh, My husband, he's eight years older than me, um, and I met him through my sister, who they've been friends for a very long time. 
um, and only friends, nothing ever more between that. Um, but the relationship that they have is different, obviously, um, because they were friends before me and my husband knew each other or before we started dating. Um, and so, like, at times, um, my sister was also my best friend. So we're very close. The three of us will hang out. She's married um, also, um, but usually it ends up just being the three of us for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times, like, after we hang out, my husband, he's very, like, heartfelt. He, he's always in his feelings, and he'll send out, like, a, a nice text message to, you know, my sister, you know, just saying, we had a great time. I'm so happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's weird. Like, that's my sister. But then I'm yeah. like, it's also his really good friend at the same time. Well, wait, were they, so they knew each other before you knew your husband. Did they ever have yeah, anything so, romantic or was it always platonic? No, no, always platonic, always. Well, I mean, I think you knew what you were getting yourself into, right? Because if they oh, never yeah. had anything romantic, then you probably shouldn't worry. But at the same time, your sister introduced you to him, your friend, which kind of is a good thing because at least you know he's not a killer. Oh, right. Absolutely. And that's like the first step like, I don't... in all good relationships. Right, and I yeah, yeah. Feel like, I, like I have anything to worry about. I'm just saying sometimes, like, you know, like, it gets in your head. Yeah, you can always feel a little, like, insecure. And so sometimes I'm just like, if she was just another girl who wasn't my sister and I didn't really understand and have that relationship with her also, I then think it would be, be hard a problem. for me to understand. I, I, I understand. No, I get it. I mean, all this stuff gets in your head. And, of course, now us telling all these stories doesn't help some people, too, because now that's going to be in your head as you're going in or going out of wherever you're going into. Uh, well, Bridget, right. thank you for calling from Buena Park. You have a good morning. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Dear Ryan and Sisney, our first date lasted 12 hours. It was honestly one of the best days I've ever had. Wow. But it's been a while since I heard from him. So I reached out, and he doesn't seem to be interested. Mm. Rosie says, I just don't get it. So let me get Rosie on the line here. Rosie and Whittier, thank you for coming on. I'm just so curious. how, How can it go so well? The best 12 hours in a long time for you. Goes so yeah. well, and then it apparently didn't go so well for him, Zach. What happened? I don't know, honestly. Like it was such an amazing date. Um, like you said, we were together for twelve hours, um, and then he like ghosted me. I haven't heard from him at all, and I have no idea why. So everything seemed to fall into place from your view. Yeah. Yes. Like we spent so much time together. We did lunch and then we went on a hike and then we got dinner and then we went to a movie. Like we felt like wow. we totally connected. I know it was, that like was the, the LA marathon of dating. <laughs> yeah, it really was the longest day of my life, but, but it was one. like, but it was a good one. Yeah. Like it felt totally comfortable and it felt totally like, normal and like right at the time when it was happening and again like i felt like we totally connected what's so with I guys have no idea. What, what is our problem right we, we go me. we give good date like that was good date giving and we take up 12 hours of your life and then we just disappear or we don't respond we don't engage like what's wrong with some of us i would love to know <laughs> No, I'm, I, I would love to know, too. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to come back and call Zach for second date update, see if we can find out, okay? Hang on. 
I heard from Zach. We got him on the line. It's a second date update. So get this. I mean, I really like what program Zach put together. He put together a, a great date, a hike, a lunch, some other stuff. 12 hours. Date goes 12 hours. It just kept rolling and going, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. Or you right. can't go 12 hours if no, you're not into it. the conversation has to be great. There needs to be chemistry. There needs to be connection. So it sounds like all of that was great, but what happened? So here's the situation. So Rosie goes out with him. One of the best days she's ever had, she says. But now mm. she reaches out, and he doesn't seem interested. But why? I'm just saying that, well, I'm going to talk to him here, but it's like, you're not interested, you don't keep going to other things during the day. You don't go to the next event and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You kind of seamlessly get out of it, right? Maybe he was interested at the time and then changed his mind. Well, let me, it's Rosie, be very quiet. We're going to talk to Zach here, okay, and see what we can find out. Okay. Hey, Zach, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm all right. How's it going? Uh, it's going. We're just happy that you decided to come on with us. I want to get to the chase scene here fast. So, did you go out with a woman named Rosie recently? <laughs> yeah. Why, why? Why do you chuckle? Uh, no, no, it was great. We had this like crazy marathon first date. It was totally awesome. But then, um, kind of unexpected, she just totally blew me off. She blew you off after spending twelve hours on a date with you. Yeah, I know. I was like, uh, you know, what's the deal? I, I, we had a great time, and, and it just became one excuse after another until I kind of, I don't know. I, honestly, I just gave up, which, which sucked because I was really into her. Really? So you did reach out to her, and she seemed to not be interested? Yes, I reached out to her over and over, and she always wow. had an excuse. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, that's and a little I, bit rude, isn't it? Uh, that's what I thought. I mean, it, she was always polite in the way she she had an excuse, but I was just like, you know, this is a little fishy that she keeps coming up with like new reasons why she can't go out on a second date. Well, let me bring Rosie in right now. She's on the line. Rosie, is this the truth? Well, it kind of is, but it's but because, you... and Zach knew this, that I was going to visit my nephew, so I was quarantining, so I didn't get sick. And then after the visit, I ended up getting sick and getting COVID. So it was, it's truthful, but it's for a reason. Oh. Uh, I mean, it seems like wait, a big you, misunderstanding. You, wait, hold on. You told me he didn't reach out to you. Yeah, you lied to us, kind of. Well, honestly, after I told him I was quarantining and then I got COVID, I didn't hear from him at all. So well, I didn't really. <laughs> But Zach, yeah. what happened? I, I just, okay, honestly, like when it came to the excuses, I was just like, okay, it's cool. She's obviously seeing other guys. And then like after her supposed, which I mean, I believe her, but after her, she had COVID, she came back and was like, hey, I'm ready to go out, which kind of made me think she'd like run out of options and was circling back to me. So oh, I don't know. No. I just didn't get a good feeling about it. You know? right, so um, Zach yeah, and Rosie, you went on a 12-hour date. Clearly, you had a great time. First date, 12 hours. Let's forget this misunderstanding and creating our own narratives. And let's start now by making plans for date number two. Zach, I want to hear you ask her out. 
Hey, Rosie, look, I, I had a really good time. I'm sorry I made assumptions. Um, I totally understand it's been, you know, a crazy time. So would you want to go out a, a second time? I would love to do that, yes. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. And what what are you guys going to do? 12 hours was the first day. What now? Yeah, yeah, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe we'll have to, like, cut right to a weekend away or something. <laughs> I love it. Kind of like Zach. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, well, let let us uh, let you go and enjoy your budding romance. Thank you for talking with us, Rosie and Zach. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Guys. Love is in the air and a weekend getaway too. Huh? On air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Jessica's online. Hey, Jess, how are you? Hi, Ryan. Good. How are you? Super good. So, tell me what's going on. This is something about your parents here. Yeah, so my parents were married for 44 years um, and then uh, decided to file for divorce, which in the split, my dad works in the area where we live. Um, so we offered to have him move in with us until he could get on his feet. And my conversation with him in the beginning was always, you know, he could stay with us until the divorce was final well, because of COVID and they didn't have any children to determine custody. Uh, this turned into literally a two-year divorce just drawn out. Um, so he moved in with us October 7th, so two years ago. Um, and the divorce was final the end of July of this year. Um, and I just feel like the time has come. He's definitely got very comfortable with living with us in our basement, um, but it's led to things like my kids not being able to host parties because where they would would be in the basement area where all the TV mm, area yeah, is I and whatnot. It. I get it. Yeah, and and then just like my my mental capacity on my marriage after two years, I just don't know how to go about to, to begin to tell him it's time for him to get on. His, I mean, he's got a good job. He can totally afford. It's just the comfort that I think he's come to know with my family. So I just don't know how to begin this conversation. Well, it, it's not an easy – you need to just yeah. – and again, this is unexpert advice, but you need to tell yourself – this is not going to be easy, but it needs to be addressed. And my guess is he knows it's coming. Mm -hmm. I would think so. My guess is he knows it's coming. First of all, I, I just going back for a second, you would think you got there at 44 years. Like I, I'm like thinking, I know, you know, I'm when still you get to reeling the from that and 10, 15, 20, you think, okay, we're good. Now we have to come back to that for the next couple of shows. But yeah, <laughs> let's you, definitely come back. To that. Come back to that for tomorrow <laughs> and this week. But you. You you said that he two year I mean you gave him two years of uh, accommodations and two years of it sounds like great helpful love and calmness and a place to be around family so that's great so you did that I mean that's a long time and now I think yeah. if it were me I think the conversation is something like this and I often loathe saying these thoughts on the air because I know people are going to cringe or judge what I'm going to say because I I don't know what I'm going to say. But I think I would say, Dad, um, I love you. I'm so happy we have been able to have this time together. But I need to talk to you about the next phase of everything. You know, it was um, whatever, whatever you want to say about the two years. But now we should focus on the next phase. And I think what's healthy for everybody here and for both of us is, and then however you want to say, you know, that next step. And mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing is like I, he's there's a complacency here, right? 
he's settled into the comfort of it, and he probably doesn't want to have to face going out and doing this. But you yeah, have to. He probably doesn't want to be alone. But you have to address what's healthy for you, your family, and for him. And that is this next phase and this next step. And dad, what does that look like to you? Let him talk Mm -hmm. to you about it. And here's how it looks to me. Here's how it looks to me. And maybe you're on the same page. Or maybe he needs to hear, here's how it looks to you. And you hear how it looks to him. But get to a place where you're aligned. And get to a place where you can make a plan. And I think you got to install a timeline. I agree. Because the timeline is definitely the thing that, I mean, now that it's actually come, I haven't really... I haven't really sat down with him and hit the time. Like we've talked in generals about his plans, but nothing concrete or a timeline. So I think that's excellent advice as far mm-hmm. as like getting a timeline with him. My guidance would but be. I definitely be, think he's be deliberate. He's comfortable with with family and you sure. know and the. I think it's it's a little bit you know like you said forty five years he's afraid to be alone. And, and dad, hey, it's not like we're going anywhere. We're here. If you need us, you know, come over for dinner or call me. I'm here for you. I love you, but I need to do what's healthy. I know for for me, my family, and I think for us. So let's look at how this looks. Let's put a deadline on it, and let's do this in a loving way. I really believe that's how. And again, I'm sorry if people who are good at this are thinking differently, but that's what I would do. Okay. I mean, that's great. That's kind of where I felt I needed to go. I just didn't know how to approach it without sounding just like mean daughter, get out. No, I start with, I love you. And I'm happy I've been able to be here for you. And let's talk about what this looks like going forward. Okay. For sure. Yep. I think that sounds great. Thank you so much. Love listening to you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on. Take care. That's a tough one. Now we do. Let's address it later. Yeah. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. My parents are at 50 plus years. What can you not get past after 45 years? I don't know. I haven't even started yet, so I'm really. really... Uh, Okay, so we got the big game. It's coming up on Sunday. They're saying the halftime show may be the greatest of all time. They are, I think, spending more money than ever before. Uh, Friends who have seen the rehearsal say you are going to be blown away. And you've got so many different great artists coming together with some classic Southern California vibe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Dre, Snoop, everybody coming in there. Mary J. Oh, it's going to be so good. And, and them. There's, there's so many artists and, and it's 12 minutes, 12 and a half minutes. So it's got to be like jam after jam after jam. Like it's just going to be nonstop. I just like to see artists a little, e- I don't know, totally egoless. A little egoless in sharing the halftime spot. Because totally. Yeah. So, I think so, too. So many artists in the past wanted it all for themselves. Yeah. This is a real show. I mean, some of you have some people come on stage for a minute or a song. This is a real share. This halftime show is like my CD folder coming to life. Like my CD folder yeah. from high school is yeah. coming to life in the TikTok show. videos? The TikTok videos that are going around right now, it's just like they're playing the Dr. Dre song in the back, in, in the back and then you have like parents practicing uh, for the Super Bowl, oh. and they're doing the crip walk. <laughs> it makes my life. All right, let's it's get so- to an inside look into what Rams coach Sean McVay does these days and minutes leading up to the game. Well, he does absolutely nothing, and I can respect this. You know, he's so busy with everything else that's going on in his life. This is obviously the biggest game of his life coming up. And I did. I started following his fiance Veronica Komen, and they shared like she shared a little cozy night that they had Saturday night. They were just laying on the couch, and I was trying to zoom in on the show they're watching. It's something on ABC because of the little logo in the corner. The Bachelor, not the Bachelor. It looks like a drama. 
Oh. Anyways, he's relaxing on the couch. He's got his ankle socks on. It's just oh. a very chill night. Wow. So then I started thinking about their story. I, I honestly don't know much of, about his fiance, Veronica. So I found out she's 31 years old. She's from Ukraine. She met Sean McVay for the first time sometime in 2011 when she was a student over at George Mason University in Virginia, and he was coaching for Washington. Uh-huh. And then he, he waited eight years to pop the question. Eight years in France. You sound judgmental about that. A little bit. A little bit. Mm, It's a long time, but okay, fine. It's cool. So uh, they're engaged. And according to LinkedIn, because I got that far, she is a luxury real estate agent and owns her own fashion boutique. Great. Um, She's going to look so cute at the game, by the way, because she wore this like the dazzled Rams jacket when uh, they played in the Super Bowl. Was it 53? Uh huh. And she shared on on Instagram that she's going to get a new one made for this Sunday. Also, Mark, Amy Sugarman, we should speak to Veronica this week. Let's yeah. talk to her. Let's get to know her a little bit more, that would especially be great. going into the big game and how what it's like at home before the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, that'd be so awesome. So Veronica and the engagement and the date. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's see, because Sean McVay may be all tied up getting ready for the Super Bowl. But why not? Let's invite Veronica on. I'd love to meet her. And I got a lot of questions. This morning, the Oscar nominations came out. Okay. So it's fun to watch because it's very, very early on the West Coast. And with some interesting and well-deserved names on the list and best pictures as well. The Academy Award nominees announced at 5.18 a.m. 5.18. The reason they do that is so that on the East Coast, it airs in the news block of the programming, right? That makes sense. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to have to host that because it's 5.18. (laughs) But the hosts were great this morning. Of Uh, course. All right, so let me get into... Who has the most Oscar nominations? And movies have come so far and so far in terms of convenience. Like, we can watch mm-hmm. this stuff on a streamer. Uh, yeah. Right? It, That's it, who remember, has the top spot is a film from Netflix. When I used to have to work on the red carpet for the Val Network, you know, the E, apost- the e exclamation mark. I would have to see all these screeners ahead of time. But these movies, we can actually, many of them, you can flip on and just stream. So The Power of the Dog has the most nominations with 12. I have not seen this with Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst uh, in that, but it's on Netflix. So you can't see that. And Mm -hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross and Leslie Jordan hosted the nominations. I love them both. Leslie Jordan is the funniest it's the funniest guy ever he makes me laugh all the time if you don't know mm-hmm. who he is google him up uh okay let's see what else the power of the dog other highlights i just saw king richard over the weekend will Same. smith and when they wow. show the real footage at the end of the movie of yeah. of everybody it's incredible mm-hmm. uh what will smith his performance what he did he's up for best actor yeah. for king richard well-deserved. Andrew Garfield is nominated for Best Actor for Tick, Tick, Boom. And he is an amazing, all-round, like, fully-rounded uh, yeah. performer because he can sing, he can dance, he can act. I imagine him being just, like, the coolest dude. I know nothing of, like, I don't know him personally, but yeah. I just imagine him being just the coolest guy. 
I imagine him a lot of different ways. Like he has many different colors and facets to his personality. I imagine him sometimes on a Wednesday and a Saturday, sometimes on a Sunday too. Yeah. I also imagine him when he like would be working mm-hmm. so many hours in the movie and rehearsing for those numbers. And I imagine him <laughs> probably tired. You know, yeah. I imagine him a lot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's tick tick boom. Best actress, our dear friend Nicole Kidman. She yeah. she has look at the body of work Nicole Kidman has done. She does everything awesome. Yeah, she really everything. does. The most dramatic or the most endearing, like all of it. She just is, but she probably is number one in Hollywood, right? She, I mean, she probably is at the top of, of getting the most opportunity and the most scripts, wouldn't you say? And I would get lost when I was watching Being the Ricardos. I was getting lost. I was just, that was Lucille Ball. Like, I, it wasn't Nicole Kidman uh, when I was watching the movie. 100 percent. Remember, she told us she was nervous about playing. That role. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is cool. Beyonce and Billie Eilish both got their first Oscar nominations this morning, so congrats Yay. to B&B. Beyonce for the song Be Alive from King Richard and Billie Eilish for No Time to Die from James Bond. Mm-hmm. So when are the Oscars? Are they going to be normal-ish? End of They're March. They're telling me. Yeah, end of March. So we don't know who the host is. Is Jimmy Kimmel thinking about it? Or is it going to go unhosted? I mean, Jimmy I Kimmel know. did it, what, a couple times, right? He's great at it. I think the issue is when someone like Jimmy Kimmel has to host the Oscars, it takes a lot of time to rehearse and to, you know, not be at your show. And he's got a show to do also. So it's a lot of double duty uh, when you've got a daytime show plus get ready to host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But he's great at it. Um, so they do say this year there will be a host. We're not sure who yet. So <laughs> keep you post- okay. posting on that. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Well, Patty made the announcement that her last day will be what, the 16th? The 18th. Or the 18th. Okay. The 18th, the 16th. It'll be one of the teens of February as she moves on to pursue her life dream. Uh, So we are kind of going back and looking at some of the great moments along the way. Between now and then, we are reliving some of those. So today, Patty, we're going to go back to May 10th of 2018, just before Mother's Day. And for the first time on the air, we met your mom, Paula. Listen, we are going to world premiere exclusively debut Patty Rodriguez's mom, Paula. Yes. Now, she, I don't know what you know, Tanya, but she used to be in a huge band. I did not know that. Mariachi. She was in a mariachi. Big, they were like the menudo of of her street. Osa Popan. Seriously? Yeah, exactly. She was a in singer. Jalisco. Yes, she was. So she was a vocalist. She was a vocalist. Yes. Yeah. Paula, good morning. Uh, good morning. Bienvenidos. <laughs> Gracias. Hola, ma. Hey, Patty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She sounds so young and I'm vibrant. So young. <laughs> oh, I'm young. <laughs> there it is. Jovenes. Jovenes. Um, how do you feel seeing your daughter... Patty Rodriguez, growing into this beautiful mother and woman and career professional that she has become? <laughs> uh, well, um, I have no words to describe, you know, my feelings. You know, every time I see her, you know, where she is now. So, no, no, no words, you know. But you're very uh, proud. I just can say, you know, I'm so, so proud of her. And Paula... 
are you aware of her obsession with tacos? With what? Tacos? Yes. She she eats them for breakfast and for dinner. Do you know this? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really, you know, I'm worried because I don't want her to get fat. <laughs> <laughs> She's got, I mean, she brings the comedy. She brings mm-hmm. the honesty and the comedy. <laughs> What was that like for her afterwards? What'd she say to you after we forced her on the air? Oh, she's so shy. She was really, I mean, she was excited because she yeah. finally did it after 17 years. But uh-huh. yeah. 17 years she held out. Connie Seacrest couldn't wait to get on. And still, <laughs> to this day, we have to keep her on hold. Super Bowl week game coming up on Sunday. Sunshine today hides around 80, mid-80s tomorrow and through the weekend. Qualifying gets underway for the women's half pipe. In snowboarding, athletes take their first runs in the women's slalom event in alpine skiing, and medals are awarded in luge. So that's what's happening at the Olympics. Now, hmm. what's happening back here in the training report, Tanya? Okay, I asked you guys if you would go to a concert alone, and hmm. I bring this up because Haley Bieber just did this. So someone sent an anonymous picture of Haley to Dumois. And that's like the real life gossip girl. It's that Instagram that just kind of posts all these people that just send tips anonymously. And it was through DM and the text said Haley Bieber alone in a suite for the entire Casey Musgraves concert. You can like literally see a picture of Haley Bieber just in this giant suite by herself. And this was at Madison Square Garden. And so rumors started swirling that her and Justin are on the rocks, that she doesn't have any friends because she's like at this oh concert my gosh, alone. It's ridiculous. I know. I know. But <laughs> do you know what I love about Haley Bieber is she doesn't just take it. She's like, she posts this Instagram uh, story of Justin Bieber with hard eyes as to squash that rumor. And then she posts another video um, from the concert saying, sometimes you just need to pull up by yourself to see Casey. Which I love. I love that Haley Bieber just shoots it down, shoots it straight. But it got me thinking. I saw this and I was like, wow, what a modern woman. Just doing her thing. Wants to go to a concert. Nobody can make it. She's like, you know what? I just want to go by myself. But would a concert be fun by yourself? Yeah, I've done it. Really? I went. I I did Coachella. My very first Coachella experience by myself. Wow. And one ticket. And I went. I had to work but throughout I feel the like, weekend. I feel like people meet people that strangers there all the time. Sure, but there was a handful of artists that I was by myself in right. the pit watching whoever, David Guetta, front row by myself. <laughs> so here's the thing. She was in a box, so it wasn't like she was sitting by herself in the seats around a bunch of people, right? So she had right, access to the place. but you're still not, place. like, with anybody, so you can't, like, dance with someone. You can't, like, sing with someone. Having your own massive sweep by yeah, yourself kinda, is a maybe, little... Might be that's why she... <laughs> goes though like if someone offered her a suite she's like yeah i'm taking that up they serve yeah. a buffet in there yeah. they've got the bar and wine in there uh i have to tell you i used to have a real issue concerts no i don't go to them by myself we're at a lot of them because we ho- i host a lot of concerts mm-hmm. but i used to have a hard time eating in a restaurant alone and even yes, when same. i do i pretend i'm reading something and I'm really not. Well, but even on your phone, I don't like to look at my. I I actually feel like being on my phone when I eat is bad for my digestion, and I, uh-huh. I think that's speaking of which, somebody's got to get up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will say that I've gotten past it, kind of. 
So I will sit at the bar by myself to order food and have dinner or have lunch. Yeah. And make small talk with the bartender behind there. That to me is more comfortable. But I That's do fun. really not like sitting by myself at a table. It's a great thing to ponder because I've never sat at a table by myself. I've always done the bar move and that was hard for me to get to as well. Um, but I found that I've done a really a lot of good flirting at the bar at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, not done that. But I find that bartenders are great conversationalists mm-hmm. and uh-huh. you get your food fast usually if you're at the bar. That's and true. people eat at the bar alone. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's sexy um, too. Is it that sexy? That surprises me about you, Ryan. Which part? Because you're you're not one for small talk. Actually, it's kind of not true. I'm not yeah, one he's great at it. I'm not yeah. one for when I'm off, like when I'm on vacation. I really get into meeting and talking to the chefs and the people that work there. I I get interested. At the end of a day that I've done hours of this and hours of something else, mm-hmm. the small talk with people I know. I don't want, but with it's strangers, I find it interesting. It. Okay, because I'm you curious. You're not performing, right? Yeah, like, but you like, like you're, you're well, vulnerable. We'll, it's not about you. It's about meeting someone else who doesn't really know you, so you get to know them. Right, and it's always about them. I don't yes. talk about me. I'm curious mm-hmm. to hear their story, and so I can do it. I can do it. So if you see me sitting in the corner, and I also like to sit like in the back in the corner. <laughs> If you see me, my, my legs dangling from the booth or the, the stool. Corner bar seat. Say hi. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Tomorrow, Halsey tickets every hour here at Kiss FM, and we're paying your bills. That starts at 610. Get me a copy of your bill. KissFM.com. Keyword bills. Have a great one, all right? You guys take care. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.